folks, welcome again to another edition here of the Mind of Magnus on 106.3 FM WRFZ LP Roger, Rochester Free Radio, and all the cool kids are listening in online on their smart devices on rochesterfreeradio.com. The even cooler kids we have, we have tier system now on this thing, are listening in on their podcast form because uh, Mind of Magnus now has podcasts available wherever podcasts can be found. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in. I want to give a special thank you to uh, the underwriters of the show that make the whole thing possible. Air Rec Radio, are two cool guys making radio happen. Uh, check them out. I say suggest go to the Facebook page, uh, Air Rec Radio. Uh, you can actually watch them pr- do some performances live when do the radio here. Uh, also, just go to airrecradio.com. You can find their old uh, podcast, their whole lineup they have lined up there. It is a... Uh, just a great show to listen to. I have blast. They're here as well on our station. So just leave 106.3 on all day, all night. You'll hear them eventually. Um, another thing I want to give a thank you to is the wonderful folks that are Patreon supporters uh, for the station. Uh, we we are a station that uh, gets it's public supported. Literally is what happens. Um, there we go. I want to have my speaker, my headphones blasting in my ears. Uh, we are a station that are made possible by support by people like you. Um, the Patreon supporters have been messaging, saying hello, letting people know we're liking the station. Uh, and uh, if you want to be a supporter for Patreon, just go to our website, rochesterfreeradio.com. Click the big orange button. Uh, then you could do a couple quick little... Uh, uh, button clicks there and there and a few dollars a month is all we ask for and it keeps the lights on keeps us supplied with all the uh, Nice headphones I have on now and uh, and also we, we pay Matt all the big bucks in there, but uh, to, to give uh, to give continue on this fun little process here I give a shout out to the guy who makes this thing sound as amazing as it does the guy behind the glass box Mr. Matt obscure himself. Hey Matt. How you doing in there? I am great. How are you, Magnus? I am doing great. You have a great voice today. You have a, like you're not getting sick. You have an amazing voice happening. Right no, now. I'm actually kind of harnessing the power, and I'm getting the, the radio voice. By the way, I want to tell you, I, re- I really excited when you turn up the headphones because it just reminds me of like Jay Z records. <laughs> you just need more more of you in the headphones. There's more of me in the headphones. Yeah. I need more of me in the headphones. Um, oh my gosh, I, I thought maybe trying to like harness your inner Dave Tyler to get that perfect radio voice. I'm trying to do that. Yeah, uh, you, you can never can. Uh, to those no, listening, it's Monday impossible. Monday night, hang around Monday. We have uh, we're followed by a guy. Uh, no format, Dave. Uh, he is has a radio voice that I'm just I'm envious of all the time. Dave might have the best pipes in Rochester. He does. It's amazing. I, I can I can vouch for that. So, um, just an amazing guy. But uh, so, Matt, how did your weekend go? Did you have a good weekend? It went awesome. Yeah, nice. it was a lot of fun. Just a lot of playing outside and and you know really enjoying Rochester's summer. It's <laughs> great. It's actually pretty good. It wasn't too hot. It, like this is summer I can deal with. This is a summer where it is like sixty degrees. Uh, I, I, it's a hoodie weather for me, and I love hoodie weather. Hoodie weather is good. Yeah, I, I like having my hands in pockets. I think it's really, I should, must have been a kangaroo in my past life or something. I, must have been. By the way, Saturday was double birthday day. Yeah, 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 it was. We, we had a friend of ours that had a birthday. We went over to her house first, and then uh, we ended up at Magnus's house for his <laughs> birthday. Very much true. And actually, we're both the same age. It was the exact same birthday year, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll say me. I turned 40. On, she turned 29. She's really nice. Yes. So. She, yeah. Lee turned 29, and Magnus turned 40. I turned, and we, four, I'm at 40 now. I, I, I'm a new decade. It's not that I'm like upset or worried about it. It's just I'm like, that. that's that's adult numbers, right? That's like an extra level of gravitas now that you <laughs> exactly. have. People can listen to me more now i think exactly. that's how it works uh but no thank you for coming over we had a blast we had a big party we had a lot of people come on and over we had um 
a whole house full of folks. We normally I kind of go out to the bars or just like invite people over to big huge events at bars and stuff. This time I'm like, you know what? I want to hang around and have a salad. So I but made a giant salad for all my friends, hung around, and now you're 40, so you stay home and have a salad. I do. I, I realize looking I'm like, man, this is definitely a 40 birthday. This is how it works. Uh, but I, I made a, just a great. Great team showed up. Everyone was there. Even your little guy was there, which is awesome. He's playing around with balloons. And yeah, thank you so much for having him. He had such oh, a good time. I love that little guy. He's he's our number one little fan, I think I'll call him. Just be, give him some sort of title to him. He knows how to make an exit, too. Just high fives with everybody on the way, on oh, his way out God. the door, and that was that. Yeah, he's, he's cute, man. I tell you, good job. Thanks. Good job. Good genetics, apparently. So, uh, But yeah, it was a great birthday weekend. Um, and uh, thanks to everyone who wrote in, by the way. We had a, a lot of folks writing in saying hi. Um, and uh, wishing me a happy birthday, so thank you for all those. Uh, and uh, actually, for uh, continuing on the presence for myself, tonight's show, I actually wanted to have start off my 40, my new decade doing uh, radio with one of my favorite people in Rochester. Um, so to those listening in tonight, you're going to listen to one of the most creative, cool people that I, I just enjoy being around. Um, so I'm starting off my 40s with uh, Carter Burwell. Now, Carter Burwell is the woman of mystery here for Rochester. She is just a creative powerhouse of cool stuff she makes. Uh, and if, if you sound like, if Matt and I sound like we're kind of salivating right now, is because we just consumed some of the best cookies I've had in quite a while. So, like top five cookies. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, right now, I, I'm, I need to like get some water to, to, I'm just, I'm still salivating from it. It's super so great. good. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, side note, this is a good thing this is radio.tv because we're all laughing and smiling and a very woman blushing over the corner here. Uh, but yeah, Carter Burwell, she is just one of my favorite folks. So I wanted to have her on the show tonight and, uh, just start my forties off the right, best way possible. Um, I, I want to give a shout out to, to those who are messaging and you guys can message at any point in time tonight. Uh, we are uh, Magnus Apollo on Twitter. Matt Obscure on Twitter if you want to say hi to him. Uh, Mind of Magnus can be found on Facebook as well. Just mindofmagnus at gmail.com. So we have people messaging in questions already for her. So we'll be touching base with that. But Carter, welcome to being on the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Nice. Thank you for being here. Uh, and this is your radio debut, you were saying. It is. I, I good to see you. I, I outscooped Evan again. Evan Dawson. I have one more on him. See? Look at this. <laughs> this is how it works. A, we're, we're a healthy competition, him and I. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I'll interview the cool, weird folks. He does all the important folks. Oh. So that's what I think. So I love, I, I, I do the cool side of Rochester. He does all the fancy, fancy things. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm happy to be part of it. Oh, my God. Thank you for being here. Mm -hmm. And again, thank you for those yummy cookies. Those were chocolate chip. Uh, just plain old chocolate chip. And must be like PCP or something. Those was super <laughs> delectable, and I want more right now. So I'm super addicted to those cookies. Um that's how it starts. <laughs> the Just first one taste. is always free, yep. right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a taste. Um, yeah. Uh, so, um, actually, it's, it's good you offered up cookies because my first interaction with you was actually through your baking and all your yummy things you made. Um, now, uh, we've actually had on, our, on the show multiple times, Eric Lehman has been on here, uh, 1975 gallery owner and just all around cool guy. Also one of our ghost experts. We bring him on for all of our ghost important stuff. Um, and he had a, a just bunch of different shows happening on the city. And every time I'd be at these shows, there'd be a table with the most intricate, yummy food I'd ever encountered. And mm. I had, I mean, I'd seen, I actually saw you carrying these plates in and out, but I had no idea who you were. And again, if people don't know me, they, they probably should know this, but I'm a very large guy <laughs> that loves good food. And I would just be standing there. I'm like, I can't eat more of this. This is so yummy. But who made this stuff? And Eric was singing your praises, of course, on there. Mm. But 
Yeah, you you had the this most unique palettes I've ever encountered at events of the most coolest art in the city. So your in- entry into my life is very good to me as a guy who enjoys food so much. Oh, well, thank you. I'm happy to have that memory for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I did was I tried to pair up the food so that the food actually complemented the art mm-hmm. that was being shown or the artist or the theme. So somehow we tried to incorporate the food so it wasn't just like a cheese and cracker platter. It, it had more meaning to it. Yeah. And I mean, you, you, you are you're a, cook, you're a, bake, a baker and an artist and you're a creative person. So this is a great outlet for you, of course. Yeah, absolutely. It, it got me to be able to actually get other people to try new flavors and combos that they may have never actually tried in their life so oh yeah that's great. sneak it in you know? <laughs> I, I appreciate those that expand the horizons of others mm-hmm. uh now you are you were a f- adventurous person with your foods i mean are you a person that tries all sorts of stuff or yeah i love trying new foods nice. you got me to uh, i think thanks to you i enjoy spicy things more oh, good. whenever i have a spicy foods i think of you like if oh, i put a, like yeah. a, a spicy something on top i'll take a picture <laughs> being like oh this is great that's um, awesome yeah, yeah, so it it was my uh, my my Pavlov and your response of being like, "This is really spicy food." How's Carter doing? I wonder. <laughs> so went pretty darn well. I'm so happy to be associated with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in my life, it's a good thing to be associated with good foods and stuff. So I yeah, I mean, I have all uh, very odd palate personally, mm-hmm. and I really really enjoy spicy food. So yeah, I'm you seem ta- to be really, like you you think I mean I can handle low spices. You seem to be. Can you have good tolerance for stuff? Yeah, I'm, it's not like I built it up or anything. It's just something that I've always enjoyed. Really? Yeah. So I went to Seven Eleven actually the other day, and they had they actually have really great potato chips. Not that I would necessarily want to plug them, but <laughs> the, whoever does the flavor combos for their brand needs to go work for Lay's because they are on point. Really? Yeah. But you heard it here for, first, folks. For <laughs> go try the Seven Eleven chips. I swear, <laughs> the chip <They're> delicious. connection. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they had in the aisle, they actually had something totally different. The Pocky. Have you oh, heard of yeah, this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I go to the Asian food markets all the time, so I've been enjoying Pocky for a while now. It's pretty darn good. So they actually have the ghost pepper, the haunted ghost pepper. Of course, it had haunted in it, so I had to give it a try. Plus <laughs> the ghost pepper, of course, yeah, so I'm yeah. going to do it. And oh, the lady checking me out was like, is that for you? I was like, <laughs> yep. Do you have a death wish? So you like spicy food, huh? Yes, ma'am, I do. So how was it? It was delicious. It had a little bit of smokiness to it, so... But that's ghost pepper, so that's the way that goes. But See, I, I'm, I'm not well versed on peppers. I didn't realize ghost peppers had a smoky mm-hmm. flavor to them. I, I've had them, encountered them, but I think I've I've tolerated them and worked through them, not so much enjoyed them. <laughs> uh, yeah, Twenty I, more to go. <laughs> yeah, I have I have some ghost pepper stories with friends around me that I, a young enough age be like, you know. I don't think I need this in my life. I, mm-hmm. Especially now that I'm 40, I really, <laughs> I should be having these spicy foods, I've been told. So, um, but you, so you were, like I said, the the experience of having a, a gallery, and now if those who never in 1975, it's now uh, Ugly Duck Coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a large gallery, but it was, it's still big enough people can mill about. And it had, Eric was amazing at bringing in some just a great talent for the city or even local folks to, Perform uh, putting on a gallery that uh, show that's just striking, and then having your food in the center of this as people are milling around, people just take a quick handful of food, and I'd watch people be looking at art, take food in their mouth, look at the art, then look back at the table, like <laughs> this is really good. How like so to take attention away from a very talented uh, gallery man bringing uh-huh. in talented <laughs> artists? This should tell you how good it is. Now, did you have a theme like did, some of the ones that? that you enjoyed more something that like that you stand out in your memory that is something that was like this show was great because this had 
ham in it. I don't know what even to say. Well, I mean, always the Halloween shows. Oh, God, yeah, those are great shows. So he originally opened officially his 1975, the nomadic years, mm-hmm. uh, in 2008, in the beginning of October. So his first kickoff was a Halloween theme. Nice. And so he does that annually, right? Mm-hmm. And so those are my favorite ones to make because everything got to be a little bit more macabre. <laughs> Uh, says the woman wearing all black. Yeah, here, right. Except for very fancy boots. So, <laughs> Rain uh, boots. 20 bucks. <laughs> nice. They're very fashionable, though. I like oh, those. Thanks. I dig the plaid. Um, yeah, so, so you are, you're making random foods. Um, and and did you have one that, like, uh, like, in the Halloween thing, do you ever, one that stands out you want to try again? Something that's like, I'm trying, I'm racking my brain right now trying to remember one that I liked, but it was literally to say all of them. I can't, I can't remember one being like, this is the perfect thing I've ever encountered. Well, a lot of stuff I made was pretty gross. I think it grossed a lot of people out, like the severed fingers. Oh my God, I remember those actually. Yeah, they were pretty good. And putting them on a plate of ice was pretty good too, so. Now describe, what, what were the fingers? Okay, so the fingers were basically just hot dogs mm-hmm. and you cut knuckle marks in it mm-hmm. and then you boil them so that it creates a bend in a way. It opens those <laughs> cuts that you made yeah 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 and then i um cut a little div- divot in the end to put a like a boiled onion piece mm-hmm. for a fingernail and then roasted it in the oven and of course for the hot dog you had to tear the end of it so it looked like it had been actually severed of from course, the hand that's what you have you to can't do. just have a smooth cut i mean come on people <laughs> so they baked them in the oven and then i actually the blood was ketchup and sriracha and cumin so it had good flavors to it I, everything you make has good flavors to oh, it. Thanks, just, man. You know, like other stuff is just crappy. No, no, you do <laughs> really great stuff. Um, so, uh, so at every time on this show, um, uh, for the first time listeners to the show, I have uh, kind of a fun little experience in my life. I, I like to meet someone new, learn something different every day, and this is how the show kind of works. I bring in the cool people I've met. And I also regurgitate my cool factoids via on my social media, or also here as well. And I already had two people message me asking if we're doing a trivia tonight. And yes, we are. Uh, so, Carter, this is how it works on the show. I ask a trivia question now. You have all show to answer it. You can answer back and forth. You don't have to decide right now. Final answer, end of the show. If you get it right, you can join me for Meatball and Beer at Skylark or Cash Value. I already see my face again. It's pretty good. Um, the uh, p- first person to message in with the correct answer can join us, learn more about you, or hang out with me another time, whatever works out best for everyone's schedule. Uh, but yeah, the question, people can message in, try and get, help you out, or throw some red herrings. We have some people that actually purposely throw uh, wrong answers at us, I think, to trick our guests. I don't know why. Oh, it is nefarious. I guess there's nothing to do. Video games busted at home. I don't know. Uh, but uh, we have some various... Good trivia questions. We're going to see if Matt can actually get this one right. I've been talking about him being a good trivia guy for a while. Then he's let me down. For oh, the I've been on the schneid for so long. <laughs> I got to get it right tonight. Well, okay. The thing is, though, he doesn't ever like this. He's a very nice man. Mm-hmm. He's the guy. He does want to take your answer. So if you have the answer right, he'll take letter B. If it's the, Aww, if you're such a gentleman. Exactly. He really is. Instead of just being like, no, the answer C. I know it. I yeah. mean that. And it's just not any fun. If two people pick the same answer, there's no competition there. But so then we could be like, say. That's Same. a good point. Maybe tonight is the night we change. You Let's see what happens. We're going to yeah. mind mill, Matt. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Although last, uh, not last week, the week before, we had the hardcore historian on. Uh, he, uh, the, the person that wrote in, was th- his brother wrote in, threatening to kick our butts if we didn't. She's like, that's the right answer. This is the answer. It has to be this answer. I'm like, okay, okay, we got it. Yeah, I don't know what the real right answer was. I just didn't want to get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> he was right, luckily. Uh, so the question for tonight is, I, I 
it's always Rochester specific. I can't say those words together, apparently. Uh, and uh, it's getting harder sometimes because after doing this for uh, two years, sometimes it's hard to find very Rochester specific things to do. Uh, but the question is tonight is uh, actually a location kind of based one. Uh, but uh, the question is for those listening, how did Turner Point Park get its name? Now, there's a multiple choice answer for this one. That's how it works. Uh, for those who don't know where Turning, Turning Point Park is, it's up near uh, Charlotte. It's the big wooded acres. There's waterfall, paved hiking, biking trails. Uh, there's a boardwalk going over the Genesee River. Um, <laughs> so uh, the question is for the people listening in, how did Turning Point Park get its name? Was it A, during the French-Indian War, there was a point where the white settlers were able to force the natives back and thus returning the tides of the battle? Was it B, it's bordering the spot in the Genesee River where boats just turn around and go back to Canada? Is it C, named in honor of General Alexander Charlotte? Uh, it's actually a quote from him from his Gettysburg battle. Uh, he actually mentions Lincoln, that I have seen the turning point of the Great Bloody War and realized that I need to be home more. Uh, the calm, beautiful spot in the Genesee River is blah, 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 is where my heart meets. So it's actually a reference for the guy for Charlotte is named after. Good Lord, that's long. I know, super long, but had to figure out what it is. Uh, it may be a hint for where the answer may be. But D, the name uh, originally for Turner Point, uh, the name just was changed by some point because Turner was the original founder of West Arondacoit. So the question is, Turning Point, did it get its name because of the French-Indian War? Is it because that's where the boats turn around for the going back to Canada? Was it because a quote from uh, Alexander Charlotte? Or was it uh, just a wrong name? We've changed it over the years. What do you think one of those answers may be? I don't know. No clue? No clue. Toss anything out there. Matt, do you have an an what it could be? I feel like because the answer was about 45 minutes long, I have to go with C. Yeah, yeah. See, that could have been a like a decoy, though. Like, I it could have been your red herring, right? Guarantee there. it's a red herring. We're going to make it 20 minutes long. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with it, though. That That's where my gut. I'm going to Malcolm so, Gladwell this thing and say it's C. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, Alexander Charlotte, he gives a quote to Lincoln mentioning the turning point and uh, named it after him. So I'll try to short that down part into there. So. <laughs> Um, no, I want the whole quote every time you read the question. <laughs> oh, my God. That was me shorting it down, too. And I shorted it, shortened it down before I put it into this question format. It was a long, long format. Man, that so. guy was windy. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. The quote was super long. Um, so if you have had any questions, any ideas what the answer may be, message me at Magnus Apollo on Twitter or mindofmagnus at gmail.com. We can almost right into the show here. Uh, but that's how the question goes. Uh, you have all show to answer it. You can answer at any point in time. Change your answer. Throw stuff at me if you get annoyed. Whatever happens. Um, but uh, pretty much how it goes. Um, so, Carter, now I like having folks on this uh, show that are Rochester transplants, um, and you are one of these, correct? I am, yes. So where are you from originally? The origin story. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I was born in California, actually in an army hospital on the beach. Wow, that's a nice beginning. I know, right? Wow. Set that up pretty good. <laughs> but no, it was a, it's now defunct, but it was called Fort Ord, and it was in Monterey County. Ord? Mm-hmm. O-R-D. Fort, Fort Ord. Ord. What a name. Yeah. Apparently, it was a popular place to go, because if you were stationed there, you were right on the beach, literally on the beach. So hmm. anyway, that's where I was it's born. a great spot to be. I know. Um, and then family moved back to Indiana. That's where the roots were from. Mm-hmm. And so then I spent my next 25 years in southern Indiana. Southern Indiana, that's uh, a poppin' place, I imagine. Yeah. All exciting, all there's giant mountain ranges and cool things to do. That, no, nothing. So It's actually in- the toe of the boot, so to speak. So Indiana, the shape of the mm-hmm. state, down on the toe of the boot. I'm 10 minutes across the river to Kentucky. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Just like an hour and a half to St. Louis. Well, that's not too bad. No. There's a lot of stuff to be around there. It's right on the Ohio River. 
Wow, I, nice. I've uh, yeah, I've driven through the state and a couple places I've been to uh, were not that close and magical. So there's you a lot of. You probably went through the middle. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of <laughs> kind of flat over there. Oh my gosh, totally. Um, so you 20 years there, uh, yeah. and eventually you made your way to this lovely city. Yeah, I came to Rochester in August of 2005. You've been here for a while. I have. Wow. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> They're still searching for you in Indiana. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, uh, so you came here, mm-hmm. and uh, you were brought here because I actually came up with a fella who got accepted at RIT. Mm. Wow! Yeah, so he was doing his master's there, and then obviously that didn't work out mm-hmm. for me, and so um, I decided to stay. Nice. And ended up getting a job at RIT. So wow, and that's where you uh, you worked on your masters and stuff, or worked your my bachelor's. Bachelor's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, congrats, by the way. Thank you so that's much. Awesome. Um, and uh, actually, where did you work at the uh, at RIT? So at RIT, I worked in the School for American Crafts. Nice. And that was awesome. It was like uh, in the College of Imaging Arts and Sciences, mm-hmm. and it was the section that students who were pursuing degrees in ceramics, glass, metal smithing and jewelry design, or furniture design. That's oh, awesome. where they got their degrees from. So it was it was a really creative place. It expanded my horizons on different use of materials. Oh, I could yeah, I could totally see that. Because where I came from, it was basically you know paper, canvas, paint, pastels, you know all the that standard stuff. stuff. Color pencil, you know. Mm-hmm. So to think about using anything with glass or in, or like melding materials, it's just totally expanding my mind. And I really appreciate the time I had there because of that. And the students like really experimenting with materials and it was just a really inspiring place. That's awesome to hear. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, speaking of art uh, and cool materials and actually mentioning glass, uh, I actually have one of your pieces hanging in my office. I see it every day and walk out, it's above my door. Uh, and your artwork is actually done on, it's, uh, is it uh, sanded glass, right? Or So it's sandblasted, sandblasted glass. Sandblasted, you meant to say, sandblasted glass. Yep, so basically I take a pane of glass, like a sheet of glass, mm-hmm. and then I blow sand against it. Uh, real fine grit mm-hmm. and it creates a porous surface in the glass pane itself yeah. and then I use materials on top of that so yeah. my game right now is um, colored pastel pencils oh this, uh, I was wondering because I've seen some I mean I love your work in the first place but it, it's the Thanks. texture and the way it feels I mean the, also the depth of glass seems mm-hmm. to offer some great kind of uh, layers and I don't know just an effect I didn't expect on it now did you did you find that by being there having a piece of glass in front of you just sketching on it or how did that work come about like how did the path of this happen yeah so the glass majors they they kind of work with different techniques obviously because you're learning about this entire material through and through so uh, one of the techniques is sandblasting and Mm -hmm. you either blast to add blast to remove and it was just kind of one of the students had mentioned hey have you ever tried color pencil Mm -hmm. on that and i was like no and I said, well, now I will. So <laughs> basically it just led to experimentation, but definitely inspired by them. And uh, one of the faculty there, David Schnuckel, mm-hmm. he's incredible. Um, but he was really, uh, really great about kind of holding my hand and leading me through and showing me all these different techniques. So it's really because of him that I'm able to do the work. Wow. That's, uh, I mean, it, it turned out really well. Now, uh, you always were... A doodler back mm-hmm. in the day, drawing. Yep. I mean, you're, you're definitely strike me as an illustrator. Yep. I mean, that's what it, we're both kind of illustrators, so we can kind of sense our own. So, what's the official thing now? Because I say draftsman and you say illustrator. I don't know. I, so I work what, in an architectural firm, so so my 
confused, I guess, <laughs> yeah. the I don't know, uh, man. I just draw. Yeah, I doodle. I tell people I'm not really an artist. I, You're good uh, drawers. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know. Matt, what do you think we should call ourselves? Yeah, As the layman, I, I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I guess. What, what do you prefer, Carter? I, I don't know. I always said draftsman because I thought it made me sound way cooler. Uh, but now illustrations just take such a forefront. Now I feel like I should say illustration because they're way cooler now. Sorry. I architects. think illustration <laughs> translates quickly to me. Reason I tend to call myself illustrator because I had no idea what to call myself for a while. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, doodler. I don't. I don't use the term artist. I'm, I've never. I don't call myself an artist. It's one of those weird. It's it's a term that kind of it's taken by some people and used in this weird sort of egotistical way. And I still use it as a, a frame of reference for a talented person. Like mm-hmm. someone's an artist to me. I put them up higher up in there mm-hmm. and uh, I, I do make art sometimes but I don't call myself an artist I'll gladly say an illustrator or creative I like saying creative sometimes mm-hmm. it's nice creative gives us that leeway right oh my it's God, totally. such I, a spectrum in that one yeah, <laughs> I, I need all the leeway I can because people ask me what I, I have no elevator speech it's always just like what do you do mm, stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, from yeah. the guy in the box I would say both of you are artists that's where I would go because yeah Aww. I can't draw a straight line I, I barely draw flies so like you guys are incredible <laughs> so totally artists from my point of view oh thank you see the man in the box we like him so much <laughs> thanks Matt um, you're welcome yeah. uh, so you, the illustrations doing uh, uh, on the, the glass work and stuff um, now like are you still you're still working on glass work or yep. what's your, your current medium yeah, so sandblasting, you kind of have to have a whole setup. You have to have an actual sandblasting you know, machine. Someone actually basically. just wrote in and asked that, like, how in the heck do you blast uh, sand at stuff? Like, <laughs> you just throw it hand, really hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it straws, you have to put, like, put them in like a, a pea shooter. <laughs> Fingers <laughs> crossed, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, it's actually in the sandblasting machines. And I actually connected with a fella who uh, does sandblasting. That's the company for them. And they actually um, gave me a panel that's blasted with glass beads. So now I got to try that out and see if it has the same texture that Let us know how I it goes. Use. I will. Yeah, oh my gosh. Um, uh, those who are asking uh, if they can see your work actually. Uh, Zach, we actually have a conversation happening in the background here as I'm checking. Um, I'll, we'll post some of her artwork on the uh, Mind of Magnus Radio Facebook page. Um, because while well, you do have an Instagram feed as well, mm-hmm. yep. uh, it's it's a private one, so you have to kind of ask and double check. Uh, but if I'm not pretentious, w- I'm just uh, private. So. Oh, that's fair. That's I, I understand it. I I have to be more outgoing for me for doing the radio show, so I leave that stuff open. But you know why? I, I got sick of uh, seeing all those booty shaking videos coming my way. Matt, you got to stop posting all I those. I know, man. Jeez. Come on. I got to put the thirst pics out there. That's all I got. That's all I've got, man. <laughs> Uh, but if people actually do want to see uh, some of the lo- lovely stuff that Carter makes, Carter Burwell Art, right? Yep, uh, that's it. Uh, B-U-R-W-E-L-L, Burwell, yep. and Art. So uh, check it out. If you're cool enough, she'll uh, say yes and let you check out the cool artwork she makes. I suggest it. Try to be friends with her. She's an amazing person, and I love her art. So, mm-hmm. um, But yeah, those are uh, questions. If you don't have Instagram, we'll post some of the cool stuff on the uh, Facebook page. Um, and uh, share all the cool stuff that way. So, thanks. Um, yeah, so, so, thank you. You're right. <laughs> You're welcome, Zach. No problem at all. Um, that's what all the conversations happen in the background. And uh, but uh, we actually have another person wrote in today. Uh, uh, Evan wrote in saying that uh, they believe they saw your work at the Geisel Gallery, uh, and that is true. Correct. That you, is correct. You did a show there. That my was a first solo show. Oh ever. my gosh! Dramatic music can be heard. Mm-hmm. Where you at, Matt? I wish I had a dun-dun-dun. cool. Thanks, man. No, yeah, I did. I had my first solo show. It opened September 15th last year, mm-hmm. and it was up for a month. 
It was pretty nice. I, I was oh, very nice. impressed. I, I was a little biased because I think there was one of me in there. Actually, I know there was one of me in yeah, there. Yeah, so. was. Um, I drug you out on a January 20th. Yeah, out but, to the pier because it was all foggy up on Charlotte Beach. Yeah, do you remember that day? It was like that crazy fog back uh, January last year. Yeah, it was super creepy out. Yeah, so she took me out to take photos of me out yeah, the creepiness. I was like, hey, go stand at the end of that pier. Yeah. <laughs> in the fog. In the fog, yeah. It was, yeah. It was ominous as all hell. <laughs> Trust me, wink. Right? Yeah. There's you, a railing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah you'll yeah, be fine. Hide the body easier. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. Bloop. <laughs> um, but yeah, you had uh, a whole bunch of pieces out there. Uh, and how many how many pieces did you do for that show? I ended up doing nineteen. Man, that was so. You I mean, uh, oh, and actually, Evan's uh, note he's going on to finish this thought process was Evan Ryan says it looked like she uh, integrated literary work into a lot of your pieces. Uh, so is it safe to assume that Carter holds books in high regard? So you did have um, literary work paired with your your artwork there, right? I did. That was actually how the images came to be. Mm-hmm. Um, for years and years, well, I'll just tell you, in high school, we had what was called a floating study hall. Okay. And so on Monday, it was like at 8 a.m., Tuesday, it was 9 a.m., Wednesday, it was 10 a.m., right? It just floated through the day through the week. Okay. And it was basically open study. Oh, nice. I never had homework. I always managed to get it done. Because you're awesome that way. Because yeah. I'm just, yeah, <laughs> totally cool. But anyway, I would use that. I would actually walk down the hall and sit on the floor of the library. The librarian ladies, they were rad, and they were just like, yeah, whatever. She's just sitting there reading. But they had an excellent literature section. Nice. And I don't know why, but I was just compelled to all the poets. It just, it, I like to read books, right? So any topic, whatever, I like, I enjoy it very much. But it felt like poetry really kind of whittled everything down. So you have to think about what you're trying to say. Hmm. Making, you know, stanzas. Yeah, yeah. Getting it across and being precise. I agree. I think word economy is so important and you really don't see it that often. So, yeah, you're right. Poems just kind of distill everything into the the, like. Yeah. Whether it was a moment or an experience, a day, a story you're trying to tell, like you really have to kind of crunch it down. Yeah. It can be 30 pages long, but. But every word counts out of that 30 pages. It's not a Stephen King 800 page opus. I mean, those are good too. Equally awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not, not running down Stephen King, but yeah, no, no. at the same time, yeah, if you can do it in thirty words, what you can do in five hundred, mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I got I got drawn to that, and I would just sit on the floor and read all these old epic poems. I was reading like Lord Byron, and then I got into like Robert Frost and William Carlos Williams, and they just had such an amazing selection. But anyway, the point is that I would get these phrases, these liners, Mm -hmm. these one lines out of this whole piece that would stick with me forever. And so all through college, I would just find these coming back into my mind and writing them down in my journals, art sketchbooks and whatever. So I decided when I was going to have my solo show, Mm -hmm. I would basically attach these pieces to the wall. And then the image itself was my perspective of what that poem means or what that piece of prose meant mm-hmm. as i saw it yeah so either you and i lined up the same when you went to see it or you had a completely different process and idea of that so there were a few i didn't get to do so i'm looking forward to actually doing those but... went on? nice nice so this was your first solo show you're mm-hmm. saying too and uh that treated you well you yeah got, got all that done you, feel you know good? the community here is just incredibly supportive and it, it it was very humbling to see all the people that actually came out, took the time out of their schedule to come out, mm. walk the halls of the Geisel Gallery and congratulate me and really like look at the work, nice. ask well, me questions about it. It was it was really inspiring. I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I purposely got there a little bit late because I wanted to be quiet and like 
that's what I do for galleries. I like it's 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 kind of annoying because I, I like a lot of people and talk a lot of people, but in a gallery space, I want to be by myself, staring at it and just take it all in. And in regards to yours, you literally had pieces that the the like text from some important like Moby Dick or something mm-hmm. else sitting there, and I, I'm so I'm processing this, processing how you perceived it, and what is going on in your head. And you had a lot of, I mean, your references and people you used from Rochester as your models for these bloody paintings, right? Yeah, every all of them except for one. Annabelle okay. Lee was out of my head. She mm-hmm. wasn't actually a real person. Yeah, and that was the cover that used for the the. Yeah, the that was a show card. The show show card, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which was great, by the way. Oh, I, thank you. I think uh, actually, I think Eric may have got that one. Did he? Was or someone he's trying to? Maybe. Nope. Leonard Urso owns that one. Oh, he wanted oh. it, but he, you know. Maybe it was that Eric snuck. was talking. He wanted it. Yeah, that was yeah, it. yeah. Leonard snuck in and took that one. So good. You sniped it off from underneath Eric. Yeah, That's he impressive. Did. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but yeah, I enjoyed that show quite a bit as a, as a person that went and see it. Um, and I, I'm glad I went a little later because I could be quiet by myself and process it and see it and then I ask you and talk about it too as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, Evan actually remembered seeing it. So no, that's that was a, awesome. Thanks, Evan. So, um, we'll pass along a little note to Evan saying thank you for that one there. Mm-hmm. But um, So what other books did you have? Uh, do you remember ones that kind of stood out in that show? Like we had, uh, you said Moby Dick was... That was, was yours. Yours. Yeah, for me. Excuse me. Um, yeah. No yours. No, no yours. yours. no yours. No yours. No you. Um, um, but... <laughs> Matt's turning red. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, why do I? Why am I on this show? God. Guys are killing me in here. It's <laughs> our goal. Well, it was like it was just random stuff, like quotes, uh, like Tennessee Williams quote. Mm-hmm. Um, but they yeah. all moved you, and they they, they were they're things that been with you since then, since high school. Yeah, and it's a cumulative thing. So like, there are obviously things that are fresher, that are more recent, but then there are things from way back in high school that just stuck with me. Now, did the Carl Sandburg. You know. oh, nice. Now, did, so these quotes are existing from then. Mm-hmm. You're moving forward, and you have an art show coming up, and now, and you have this idea. Did did you look at quotes being, and you pair the quotes up, or were were the models in your head already associated with that? Like, if you read, uh, you know, the, the quote, was it always kind of like, well, it's got to be these four people that I can associate with it, or how did the evolution between the the, the piece, the prose that you've loved for, mm-hmm. I'm saying four years, because you're so young and, and vibrant here. Um, <laughs> I'm a so, vampire, sorry. <laughs> My a, husband thinks make, so. Makes sense, actually, now. Right. Um, so, uh, they, do you have this quote in front of you? Does the quote uh, evolve with the person that you see, or did you meet a person and be like, that guy reminds me of this quote, and then a year later you can do this photo? I, I, I'm curious on the process that led you to choosing the person for the quote and the image in there. There's kind of a trifecta in my brain. So, well, Yep, so I will solve that for you. <gasps> Yay. Answers. Like um, the origin of the show itself, I had like a whole bunch of pressure because it was my first solo show. Like I was like, this has to be really good, mm-hmm. at least have some kind of point to it for god's sakes um so i had all this pressure and i was freaking out and it was getting to be october the year before and i still hadn't come up with it october 1st i went to barnes and noble because when i was younger that's what i would always do Mm -hmm. i would go to barnes and noble and i would sit on the floor just like i did in high school in the library and so i went to the poetry section i sat on the floor and i was like this is it this is what i'm going to do so then i went back through all my sketchbooks and journals and everything and i pulled all the quotes that i thought would be diverse but then um you know, some things maybe more obscure that people who yeah. are fans of literature would know, mm-hmm. and then other people that maybe aren't that would still have heard it somewhere, like, you know, Woods in a Snowy Evening, right? So almost everybody knows that one. Um, but anyway, as I picked the prose, I reread it and thought about what I thought then, 
and then what I think now. So the images came and who I could connect that to. So your piece about being a traveler through Moby Dick and stuff was because that's how I see you. So that's what happened. So the prose oh, came first you. and then the portrait after. Nice. Well, that's good. I, I, I'm always curious. I love like I love the process. I love how people's brains work. So this is my chance to pick their brains, which mm-hmm. is pretty darn good. Um, oh, we did have a question coming in. Actually, it's about food again, if you want to jump back towards food. Sure. Uh, we had a guy, John, from Facebook writes in. He's saying that they went to 75, 1975 frequently, uh, loved all your uh, food ideas. Uh, was there ever a theme? Is, is there a theme you wish you had a chance to do? And the quote, he's like, I'm thinking meatloaf with a potato che- uh, potato chestburster from Alien as a possible <laughs> thing. So is there is there a theme you'd love to be able to do? Oh, man, that would be awesome. I would love to do an Alien theme party. We have, to have a, we have to have a party now. Dude, that to, would be awesome. To, so I'd love to do that. To make this happen. I did do a zombie head, though, before I did do the meat head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you think did, I did that for your yeah, opening. Yeah, for my, for my opening last year, we had an amazing... Uh, I'll find that picture. It was it was creepily amazing and very <laughs> yummy. But describe the, actually, describe the meat heads. You sure, yeah. Here. No, I try not to make it too disgusting so people really wouldn't touch it. I tried to... Be more family friendly because I didn't know if kids would be there, you know. So, <laughs> like um, it was Matt Roberts, myself, and a bunch of people. The food was gone, no matter what was going to happen. <laughs> you have to worry about that in the slightest. It was uh, basically I took a giant Spanish meatball and I shaped it into a face, mm-hmm. and then I laid uh, prosciutto over the top of it, thinly sliced prosciutto. So as it baked in the oven, it crackled <laughs> and you know roasted up pretty toasty. And I carved, hand carved pieces of potato and use those for teeth. And I did that for the eyeball too. Before I'd done it before, and I used lychee for the eyeballs, but they just did not taste right with the meat. So oh yeah, the little fruit thing from uh, mm-hmm. yeah, th- gotcha. Yep. I, I I didn't. I've only read that. I've never know how to pronounce that. I think I called it lychee myself. I didn't know what it was. You know, I don't know the correct pronunciation, I, but I, maybe somebody can write it and let us know. <laughs> lychee, lychee. You have an idea? I'll taste the same. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can see where it wouldn't go with the meat, though. It's kind of like a little sweeter than you'd you'd want it to be. I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all about like sweet, salty, sour, everything kind of going together. But yeah. it just had a it's very that, obscure. It was more tropical, I think, and I don't think anybody expected that. Yeah, it's that other side that you don't really want to hit with that. I, I can understand <laughs> right. that. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know, have you ever taken apart a chicken after you have actually roasted it? I have. Like yes. cut the breasts off, right? So you have that sternum piece that's yeah, yeah. like cartil- cartilaginous. Yes, good word. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So I remembered that at the very end, it almost is like a T. Mm-hmm. And so I cut that and I use that for the septum. That's a great idea. <laughs> mm. It was fun. It. Yeah, you have. Uh, it's amazing the creativity that happens when I'm staring at that. Like you had, they said they had like the potato teeth. Was mm-hmm. that what it was? Yep. And it was enough that people were like, I, people were poking the food. <laughs> More than I'd ever imagined I want to eat it. We still ate it, of course. But people were like, what am I? And it was, I watched people kind of like recoil in all the right ways. They're like, oh, God. Hmm. Oh, God. And then it, it, they cut into it and it smelled delicious. So people were like eating it like at a distance. Like, okay, okay, it's not that it's bad. It's like one of those things that I think people felt like it was taboo. You know, like we should be in a closet. You know, like somebody like eating this, eating a face. You, know? you don't really do that openly in public. That, that whole face is death. Hmm, this is good long pig. Yeah, you can't really, yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh! Um, uh, so I did have a question come in, and I am just going to read it directly as it comes in right now. You're probably going to guess who sent this question in, but the question is this: uh, It's actually three le- three words, Indiana hobo demon question mark. Did that come in? <laughs> <laughs> Eric wants me to talk about a. Uh, 
demonic experience I had. Ah, see, you already mentioned Indian ghost. He's perfect. Indiana hobo demon. Is it the tie into we, we can we can have this for the after hours party if you want to talk about more of our podcast form. Thanks, Eric. Yeah. But yeah, Indiana hobo demon is what the question is. Points for the best hobo question demon. ever. Hobo right. demon, yes. Okay. H-O-B-O, for those who can't hear it for their laughter while we're starting to explain here. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, he did that because I don't really have any experiences. Like, he's all ghost man and all this stuff. And yeah. I'm very open, but I guess you would call me agnostic. Is that correct term now where it's like, you believe it when you see it. Yeah. You don't rule anything out. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm just that's like a spiritual person. Yeah. Energy and all that stuff. Science mixed in, you yeah, know. Yeah, I and gotcha. you know, we don't know what's going on. At least that's the way I see it. Well, anyway, uh, I was working as a bartender uh, at a bar back home, and I was the opener. And one day, uh, out of nowhere, this dude comes in the back door, which was unlocked. It wasn't locked. It was okay. open. We were open for business. He just happened to be the first guy in. And he comes in, and he sits down at the bar, and... He's like a weirdo, man. But you're used to that because it's a bar, right? So halfway expected. But he started to get like really aggressive and uh, quite unpleasant. And I was just doing my thing, trying to be very hospitable. And uh, out of nowhere, I look at the guy and his eyes did actually go black. And it's like that crap that you see in movies where like they get the eyes and it's just like completely black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No whites. It's all black or whatever. Mm-hmm. The sclera goes black, right? The, the white part, right? Yeah. And it, like it took me a second because I thought, what kind of contacts are those? You know, like <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, right. But it really caught me off guard, and I just like looked at him, and he like was just getting really aggressive and like coming up over the bar, and <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but the only thing instinctually I could say is, "Do you know what my name is?" And he goes, "No," <laughs> and I go, "It's Angela. Do you know what that means?" And he goes, "No." And I go, it's messenger of God. And he sat down and it was like, that was n- it. nothing had happened. It was like his eyes were fine again. It was the weirdest thing that had ever happened to me in my life. Wow. That's and super weird. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to say about that one, but uh, it did happen. I did see it. I forever thought it was like some new high tech contacts, but he was like, I feel like he was just one of those guys. Sometimes when the mental institution would run over, they would let the lesser yeah, yeah, the, 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 the safer ones that go out the door. Sure, like that's why Matt and I are here. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somewhat self-sufficient, right? Sweet so pass, you could, right? Yeah, <laughs> manage yourself. But um, anyway, so that is the <laughs> Indiana hobo demon. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the million-dollar question is: Did you cut him off afterwards, or like he left? It like right. I guess I freaked him out, and he left, and that was great because he freaked me out. Yeah, a million points to you for freaking him out enough that he'd leave. Because wow. Yeah, it was like this this really intense situation. I don't even know why I said what I said, but it just came out. That's the question I was going to ask you. Like, why did you, like, you know my name? Not like, I'm going to stab you with a fork kind of thing. Yeah, no, it felt like. The right thing to say? It felt like the right thing to say because it. Wow. I don't know, dude. It was weird. Amazing you had the right totem at the right time to get him to sit down again. That's incredible. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But then the owners came in and I, like, told them what happened. And they were like, what? Where is he? And they trying to find him i don't know when they didn't know i'm like oh that's demon steve he's yeah, here right <laughs> the tuesday ready oh jeez right? oh, it's cool. <laughs> devil dave that's better yeah. oh i'm glad gosh. he didn't like bust into a thousand bats and take off or something i don't know yeah that would be definitely a de- people <laughs> are strange very much so very much so especially when they're having demonic eyes and leaping over bars at you so i, I really honestly i don't know how to explain that 
So that's, that's the that's, only thing in my life really that has ever happened that I was like at a loss for explanation. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, thanks for Eric for passing it along. Yeah, thanks, although, Eric. Yeah, <laughs> although we probably should save for the Halloween episode. We're actually going to we're trying to collect some uh, good ghost stories for that too. Well, so. there you go, Indiana Man. Hobo Demon. Yeah, we'll, we'll put, hobo. Put, <laughs> so why the hobo part of it? Was that just a look uh, about maybe it? that's his memory from the story? I don't know. <laughs> okay. The guy sh- shambles in from the street. Maybe he was a hobo. I don't know. Yeah. Like and you're like he actually was wearing a suit. I don't know why he says hobo. <laughs> I don't understand. He was very clean shaven. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Um, so aside from demonic uh, attacks <laughs> and things in, in there, um, hell of a segue, Magnus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I try. I really Thanks, try. Eric. Yeah. If you're just tuning into our demonic show, here we're listening to Carter Burwell, uh, artists and meatheads yeah. and all kinds of stuff. That's, that's, that's a good time. We had meathead. Yeah, perfect timing for that one in there. Um, but uh, so, so you were working at you say working at a restaurant there. If you, have you, you, uh, we always working in like restaurants doing like like I'm trying to get the question where I'm trying to pull here is uh, uh, what got you into doing like food and what got you towards we do art and things, but what. Where did the food come from? Like I'm still thinking about cookies right now, so I know. Um, but so, what? Where did the, uh, the the baking come from in this your world here? Yeah, well, when I was a kid, I watched PBS like crazy, mm. and so my favorite things to watch was actually like the Frugal Gourmet, oh, and then here, the Cajun yeah. Chef, like Justin Wilson and mm. Ming. All that. oh yeah, yeah yeah. Um, so they were like interspersed in between like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and Sesame Street and all that <laughs> stuff. So, but uh, I just loved it. I was so enamored with them, and. The Frugal Gourmet for me was really interesting because he would give you facts and history about things that he was preparing. He, he's one of my first memories of cooking shows in that one. It was that, and like I said, the uh, uh, but he, I enjoyed it because I like factoids. So I would, mm. I would enjoy, I knew how to cook some foods because I liked the stuff he was talking about aside from it. I digested the, the cooking process that mm-hmm. way. So. And so my grandma was a huge influence. She was from South Carolina. And so I grew up on Southern cuisine. Oh, nice. And they grew a lot of their own produce. You know, my grandpa had a little bit of a farm. It wasn't anything incredible, but it was a mm-hmm. farm and we grew our own produce there. So, nice. you know, I'm there snapping the ends of beans off and eating watermelon with biscuits and a hot <laughs> summer day. It was amazing. Sounds like a, a perfect like TV show life right there. Heck yeah. Grits for breakfast? Come on. Wow. Nice. That's amazing. But anyway, so most of my positive childhood memories are fr- surrounded by and from food. Nice. That's amazing mm-hmm. here. Uh, and you still are actually growing stuff and having things. So you, that, that continued on, like the desire to plant your own gardens. And you're, you're a gardener. Yeah, is. absolutely. Um, also, you're growing some herbs that I've been encountering, uh, which mm-hmm. you can, people actually can taste your gummy herbs at uh what's the place over in south i'm drawing a blank on the name right now that's all right steven reese uh his place is called relish, relish south Ave. Mm-hmm. uh so you've been delivering he uses my herbs in his cuisine and uh actually just now farmhouse table um and aronicoid are using a few herbs of mine so look at you growing all the cool I stuff know, i'm so excited but i i like that because fresh herbs are hard to find and i like them being properly used mm-hmm. and with love and care since I took the time to grow them that way, you know, so. And knowing you, you're not growing the normal dull stuff. I bet you're doing some variations in the scenario, right? Yeah, of course. We have to have variations. <laughs> Anybody does, you know, basil and Italian parsley, so. So what do you have in your lovely garden here? My arsenal. Your arsenal, that's a good <laughs> My one. My herbal arsenal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, stuff like orange mint. There's like uh, orange time, excuse you. <laughs> Darn chair, I tell you. Forty is a horrible time. Really. Every week he blames the chair. Every week. Cinnamon, basil. I don't know, all kinds of stuff. But I'm looking forward to expanding because that's why I'm looking for the land out 
more towards Spencerport and Parma, I want to move and buy land and actually have a grow operation of very obscure, weird things that you don't really find here. A lot of Latin-based herbs that you can't oh, get nice. fresh. That'd be amazing because I mean, I it's it, I the the chance to get some exotic, some good, really nice herbs are it's it's one of the few things I find Rochester lacking in. There's a lot of the same sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still good. I'm not saying bad, but I, the chance to have some of these rarer herbs it would must, some of these chefs must love it. I mean, I mean, relish has got to love your stuff. I mean, he's I hope so. He's awesome. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm saying from his his perspective, he has a very discernible palate. I mean, he does, and he was actually you know professionally trained yeah. and so he has this extreme diversity to him so i love seeing what he does with it because mm-hmm. it's never just exactly what you would think <laughs> <laughs> um so nice so uh it, when um when you win the lotto you're going to have a giant farm <laughs> with all your uh, uh, uh herbs growing everywhere and that sort of stuff is mm-hmm. that your yeah sure uh, actually, so what would happen? Okay, if, if uh, I was, I ask this question sometimes. Um, you have uh, walking out the door here, and uh, the winning lotto ticket falls in front of you. After you give Matt and I half of it, because you're a nice person, uh, and this is billions of dollars. This is a crazy big lotto. Um, what else would you? What do you think you'd do? I mean, you have herbs. You have think. You just hang around, make art, bake stuff. And what yeah, are you thinking? Just be a total hermit. I never see you again. That <laughs> you is. never see me again. <laughs> Great Christmas cards, Christmas cookies, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> Noted. Good to get to know. <laughs> so um, I was actually checking. People have been messaging, saying hi, saying they're enjoying the show. Oh, um, yeah. uh, let's see. What was the name? Sorry, I just lost it in here. Oh, Amy wrote in. She goes, I think I bought some yummy food from you at Thread. This, yes. Yeah. Uh, so this isn't a question so much as I want to say that I love the food and the work that she does. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. So this is Amy saying that. So yeah, you were did a little st- pop-up stuff at Thread? Was that what's going on there? Yeah, so the whole thing with Eric opening in what is now Ugly Duck mm-hmm. used to be the little bakery. So when he opened his thing officially there, the gallery itself, um, I launched Bake It or Cleave It. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was also a way to be officially permitted to make food properly and cater his art openings. So it was kind of a win-win there. And the name again, Bake It or Cleave It, which is one of the best names. I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, so I focused on sweet and savory at the time. So mm-hmm. I was making things like beer and bacon toffee and French macaroons. It was and very good. All kinds of stuff. So I would have these pop-up patisseries on Saturdays with uh, the owner then of Thread, <clears throat> Sandy, and Mike. So they were really gracious enough to let me have a little space in the back among the clothing racks and... Pedal my wares. It's very yummy. Uh, I actually uh, uh, got uh, Mother's Day pack, uh, mm-hmm. package you you make. Now, do you still do your, uh, you still do this sort of stuff? I, I hate to uh, say you do this, then people don't offer it anymore. <laughs> no, ha ha. Yeah, no. He's like, not anymore. <laughs> you horrible person. It was delicious. <laughs> it so was. sorry. Yeah. So uh, you were offering a, a couple, you know, a, a handful of you know uh, packages uh, for Mother's Day, Father's Day, and those sort of. Uh, yummy things are happening in there yeah it's something that i enjoyed doing uh every now and then i when i did bake it or cleave it i was working full-time at rit taking classes and working part-time at home depot so the time to actually do it was very small and i felt like i wasn't putting enough in so Mm -hmm. i decided to quit and finish my degree and then i sort of kind of got the itch again around valentine's day Mm -hmm. 2017 makes sense good time for it hey guys put this out there if i did these things would you be interested and it was like so that was awesome and so then i decided to do it for mother's day Mm -hmm. for father's day because that gave me a chance to mess with beer and bacon again (laughs) (laughs) and um love those combos 
And then that... I, I can hear Matt nodding in, in the thing. Right <laughs> <laughs> nodding, salivating, whichever one you want to go with. That's, that's cool a good with me. Sound. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then that led into the holiday bags. And really, that's kind of all I do right now is just Burwell holiday bags uh, for the December holidays. Nice. I, I I was impressed. My mom, she was so impressed. She didn't know what to do with it. Oh. <laughs> like my, my mom is, uh, you, you grew up with like nice, a lot of flavors and stuff. I have family that they're very, very lovely people, but they are not the best at uh, diversifying their meals. Mm. Uh, so I bring exotic things in. My mom's one of the people. She's like, I'll save it for later. Kind of video. I'm like, no, you're supposed to eat it now. Ma. It's, uh, but yeah, she was thoroughly impressed. She had, uh, so if I, if I, those listening, I, whatever, Carter Burwell Kitchen, whatever has opportunity to buy food from them, buy, buy the food. <laughs> My God, they're so good. So, um, well, thanks. Yeah, so uh, so we touch bases on Art, Baker, Cleavit. Uh, I'm trying to think anything else we should be touching bases on in this magical adventures of getting to know you more. Well, I do landscape design. That's right. Touching base on this. Landscape design. So Tell me more. if you didn't more. pick it up by now, I love plants. <laughs> so, sounds like yeah i like putting them places that make people happy so that's um actually we did the joe bean parklet that's oh, right because cool. joe bean has the first parklet in rochester mm-hmm. public parklet uh, describe parklet to those who may not know it is a public seating area so it's just a really nicely designed place that usually tries to incorporate um seating and some sort of like plants Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's right in that kind of that front parking spot. That's the name kind of spawns from, right? That's mm-hmm. the yep. So, so they're really big in uh, bigger cities like uh, San Francisco and Colorado and places mm-hmm. like that. So anyway, Joe Bean worked for about three years, and they were able to turn a defunct old fire lane into this public seating area. It's really nice. So I got to put plants in there that um, are smelly, like mm-hmm. they smell great. So when you run your hand across them and they have great texture to them. Right now, my favorite box there is the Irish Moss box. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like fuzzy and soft. You get to rub your hand on it. That's, That's good awesome. stuff. So what makes you go into, uh, like, you have... So you like designing these these little kind of like plantscapes and such. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, uh, how how do you come about making these sort of like, like the, your process of how you do stuff? Talking about like how literary to writing, mm-hmm. you are now sculpting and creating stuff with living organisms that mm-hmm. grow. Uh, do you have favorites? How does this process happen? So the process is actually exactly the same. It is based on whoever it's for. So mm. whether it was food for an opening or a theme, whether it was you know a portrait based on writing. And my perspective of it, <clears throat> the same thing with landscaping. It's like, who are you? What do nice. you like? So it's very specific. Where's this going? Thing. What's this for? Are you going to be spending most of the time in it or is somebody else? Nice. So that's awesome. Process is all the same. Oh, so uh, so when now we're looking at the the parklet, what's the <laughs> the, the parklet? What's the um, like? You you have a cup of coffee in hand and stand there, or what's the, what's the process that made that come to be? Um, actually, Statch. Mm-hmm. Wrote, um, basically built the benches nice. that are attached to the planter Makes boxes. Makes sense. They're very nice lines, straight. That, that's his mm-hmm. very... Yeah, very linear. Yeah. yeah. So there's actually seating that's built in to connect to the planter boxes. Oh, so nice. you can sit there and have your coffee and... Definitely check it out, folks. Um, yeah, when you installed it, I went the next day, I was taking pictures, being like, Aww. this is kind of cool. Makes you feel like, makes you feel like a, a different sort of city, which I'm happy to be. I think it's there. nice to kind of come down a, a drive a section of the city and all of a sudden there's like green... Mm-hmm. Oh, I drive by nice. it every day. It's like an oasis. It's really nice. Oh, thanks, yeah. man. No problem. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, so coming up, the show is almost at its end. No, so, 
it's been so fun. <laughs> Time does indeed fly. Well, we can at least spend a couple minutes answering those questions. Going back to that trivia question, there was like oh, two man. or three minutes in that one. Uh, to those who asked, the trivia question tonight was, how did the heck did Turning Point Park get its name? Uh, the options were, A, the French-Indian War. It's where the, uh, the, the battles turned around. Uh, was it B, it's the spot in the Genesee River where boats just turn around and go back to Canada? Was it C, here's a long one for Matt, it was uh, Alexander Charlotte. Uh, he actually was in the Gettysburg. He actually referenced the quote in his uh, note to Lincoln saying about a turning point in the war. It's a calm, beautiful spot, and uh, they named it after him there. Uh, was it D, it's actually the originally called Turner Point, named after the founder of West Aronacoit. But over the years, we somehow changed the name accidentally, and it stuck. So where do you think one of those, an- one of those answers are correct? Man. Which one do you think it may be? They're all so good. That's why I try. I would guess B. B? Uh, B was the turning, turning around. around. <laughs> yeah. I'm sticking with Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> Long one. Right. Keeps on going. Uh, oh, we have a note, by the way. Family from Indiana loves you, by the way. Just came in. Oh, is that my niece? Uh, we Tiffany? Have Rita. We have a Rita oh, came in. Oh, yay, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hi, Mom. Mom. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Uh, Actually, Nick just wrote, another guy came in, wrote in saying, uh, loving the show, by the way. A lot of people are giving compliments, saying it's a great show. Oh, so, yeah. Um, trivia, so, trivia. Yeah, trivia. Matt, what do you think your answer was? The I'm going to see, yeah. So their answer is, we need a drum roll for this one of these days. I know, here. one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She gets it right. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Man. Uh, actually, so side note, the reason it was so long, someone actually suggested to do a long one to see if it would make you <laughs> answer it. it. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So that came about from people talking at the party the other day about how for trivia question, like, just put a really long one. You think Matt will guess for it? Yep. So the answer is yes for those yeah. who did it. And, and here's the psychology behind it. I just wanted you to read that whole thing over <laughs> oh again when I got that, it right. Oh, my God. That was, yeah, yeah that's a long <laughs> one. But yeah, actually, it's the spot. It's the largest spot. It's the um, it's bordering spot in the Genesee River where the boats could actually turn around and go back to Canada. So That's awesome. But yeah, it's a turning point. That's literally what you call it. The turning point in river. Okay, turning it point like part. the most... Literal, so. much hey, who, who got it right and can have meatballs with us? No one got it right, actually. Aww. Everyone guessed everything else but that. Just so. me and you. Uh, works for me. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, so, uh, and, uh, so uh, you guys have been listening tonight to uh, Carter Burwell. You, uh, we have two minutes left in the show. And I want to sing your praises as much as I can at the end of this. Aww, so, thanks so much. Thanks for being thanks on Thanks for here. everybody for listening. Oh, yeah. Thanks for everyone writing in. Uh, we did have one last question as uh, Juan wrote it in because we didn't ask the very important question. What's your favorite dinosaur? I don't know who Juan is, but Juan and I say, do you have a favorite dinosaur before we go? Oh, my God. You know, I was always a sucker for the brontosaurus. Oh, nice. I was. Big which old is, bumbler. Which vegetarian. isn't really a dinosaur anymore, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it is. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a it's, fake. Uh, it's all right. Uh, it's the one that, uh, that Fred Flintstone rides down, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It slides <laughs> down the neck. Come uh-huh. on, man. Uh, well, the one that sneezes. No, no, that's wrong. Never mind. Uh, exactly. Don't hold so, uh, thanks for all the folks for listening in. Uh, our theme song was thanks from Paradise Engineering by the band Yacht on the Shangri-La album. Go check it out. It's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. So, you've been listening to The Mind of Magnus here at 106.3 WRFC LP Rochester. Uh, thanks for all the Patreon supporters out there find us on mind of magnus on the uh, F- the facebook pages go to mindofmagnus.com uh, let us know if you want to be on the show have a guest let me know what's happening there and uh, we'll be back again next week for other fun stuff check out our podcast the way thank you for matt for making it all happen matt thank you so much for being here thank you and uh carter burwell thank you mm. so much you're amazing no thank you so check out carter burwell art on instagram if you're cool enough to be in uh and carter <laughs> burwell just do a search you'll find it Ro- carter burwell rochester do some baking but burwell is the way you should be focusing on right yes please okay well thanks so much folks take care of yourselves bye